Boop, boop, doop, 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 doop. Hello. This is Reading with Finest. I'm Finest. Uh, today I, yeah, today's the day I changed the name. Uh, my Instagram is everything's just fine. New thing. Today I didn't feel like reading. I wasn't going to. I was like, man, this Kafka, I don't think I'm getting my audience's attention. It's not really that interesting. I don't know if they like it. What, I probably sound like a fool. But I'm going to do it anyway just because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like suffering. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the story today is a, a visit to a mine. M-I-N-E. Mine. Like a mine. Yeah. All right. Here we are. Today, the chief of uh, chief engineers have been down to our part of the mine. The management has issued some instructions or other about boring new galleries and so the engineers arrived to make the in initial survey how young these men are and yet how different from each other they have all grown up in the freedom and show clearly defined characters without self-conscious even in their youth one a lively man with black hair has eyes that take in everything a second one with a notebook makes jotting makes jolting as he goes looks around him compares notes down a third, his hand in his coat pockets so that everything about him is taut, walks very upright, maintains his dignity only in the fact that he keeps biting his lip, betray, uh, betrays his impatience, impress, irres, irrepressible youth, irreplaceable, irreplace, irreplace. All right, I'm going to not keep getting hooked up on that word. <clears throat> A first shower explanation a fourth showers explanations on the third who does not ask for them smaller than the other trotting beside him like a tamper his index finger always in the air he seems to be making a running commentary on everything he sees a fifth perhaps the senior in rank suffers no one to accompany him now he's in the front now behind the group uh, accommodates its pace to him he is piled and frail Responsibility has made his eyes hollow. He often presses his hand to his forehead and thought the sixth and seventh walk leaning forward a little, their heads close together, arm in arm, in confident talk. If this were not unmistakably our coal mine and our working station in the deep's gallery, one could easily believe that these that these bony, clean shaven, knobbly nosed gentlemen were young acrylics. One of them, one of them laughed mostly to himself with a cat-like purring. The other, smiling too, leads the conversation and beats some kind of time to it with his free hand. <clears throat> How sure these two must be of their position? Yes, what servers must they have already rendered to our mind in spite of their youth? But to be here on such an important survey under the eyes of their chief to devote themselves so unwaveringly to their own affairs or at least to affairs that have nothing to do with the immediate task. Or it might be possible that in spite of their laughter and apparent inattention, they are very well aware of whatever is needful. One scarcely ventures to pass a decisive judgment on a gentleman like this. On the other hand, there is no doubt at all that the eighth man was, for instance, is incomparably more intent on his work than those two. Indeed, more than all the other gentlemen, he has 
to touch everything and tap it with a little hammer, which keeps he which he keeps taking out of his pocket and putting back again. He often goes down on his knees in the dirt despite his elegant attire and taps the ground. Then again, taps the walls as he walks along all or the roof over his head. Once he stretched himself out at full length and lay still, we were beginning to think something had gone wrong with him. Then with a sudden recoil for his lithe body, he sprang to his feet. He had only been making another investigation. We fancy that we know our mind and its, its rock formation, but what this engineer can be sounding, wait, we fancy that we know our mind and its Rocky's formation, but what this engineer can be sounding all the time in such a manner lies beyond our comprehension. A ninth man pushes a kind of preambulatory in front of him with the serving instruments, extremely expensive uh, apparatus, deeply embedded in the softest cotton wool. The office porter ought really to be pushing these vehicles, this vehicle, but he is not trusted with it. An engineer has to do it, and one can see that he does it with goodwill. He is probably the youngest, perhaps he doesn't even understand all the apparatuses yet, but he keeps his eye on the instrument all the time, which brings him often into danger of running his vehicle into the wall. But there is another engineer walking alongside who prevents them from ha that from happening. Obviously, he understands the apparatus through thoroughly and seems to be really the man in charge of it. From time to time, without stopping the vehicle, he takes up a part of, the, of some instrument, peers through it, screws it open or shut, shakes it and taps it, holds it to his ear and listens. And finally, while the man pushing the instrument usually stands in, he lays the small thing which one can scarcely discern at distance, make into its packing with great care. This engineer is a little uh, domineering, but only in the service of his instruments. Ten paces ahead of the preambulatory, we have to give way to it at the wordless sign of his finger, even where there is no room for us to make way. Behind these two gentlemen stalks the office porter with nothing to do. The gentlemen, as to, as to be expected from men of their great knowledge, have long dropped any arrogance they ever had, but the porter seems to have picked it all up and kept it. With one hand tucked up behind him, the other in the front fingering the glit buttons uh, or fine face cloth of his uniform, he keeps bowing to right and left as if he's, he has saluted him and he were answering, or rather as if he assumed that we had saluted him. He began to high he began too high and mighty to see any salutes. Of course, we did not salute him, yet one could almost believe to look at him that it is a great distinction to be a porter at the head office of the mine. Behind his back, to be sure, we burst out laughing, but as not even a thunderbolt could make him look around, he remains an unsolved riddle for us to respect. Today we shall do not much work the interpretation has been too interesting. Such a visit draws away with all, it all, with it all thoughts of work. It is too tempting to stand gazing after the gentlemen as they vanish into the darkness of the trail gallery. Besides, our shift will soon come to an end. We shall not be here to see them come, come see them coming back. Let's end that story.
Um, I don't know. I think it was deeper layer. You know, I always think that he did a play on words like mind, mind, M-I-N-D. All these people are inside his mind. And the porter, his face is just some type of, like, just the face, you know. He don't really do nothing. Just all thinks it's the shit for doing nothing, you know. But uh, I don't know, to be honest. But that was a good story. It was kind of long. I liked all the characters. Yeah. All right. That's the end of this episode. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine. Instagram, Story of Illustrator, yada, yada, yada. Boop, 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 boop,